Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Episode 24. No guest this time. And kind of like a last minute subject. <laughs> we probably shouldn't admit that, but yes. Yes. It's I thought been I'd a throw it out week. there in the beginning in case we like it's mess a, it all up. Yeah, it's a fair point. It's we've been very busy lately. <laughs> busy and birthday celebrations for my husband and lots of working out and just, you know, life. So life. that's yeah. true. Both our both our, our partners' birthdays in September. September is actually crazy. I have a wedding anniversary, Dave's birthday. Jeff's birthday. I'm sure there's something else that happens in September. But I remember at the beginning of September looking and being like, wow, that's like every weekend there's going to be... There's something. Yeah. Alcohol and lots of food. Yeah. And then it's also, I mean, for me at least, it's the, the month of like back to school. So campus is crazy. So like work is crazy. And yeah, it's it's a it's a tough month. It's a tough month. So I'm going to throw Rachel right under the bus today. (laughs) We were texting this morning, like, what should we talk about on today's podcast? And her first text said, when life gets in the way, getting back on track and self-motivation, how long does it take to undo the work and how to stop going down that slippery slope? Wow. Wow. She really did throw me under the bus. That was not meant to be read on air. Um, (laughs) That was me rambling, like, early in the morning. It was, it was... (laughs) It was very 5.36 a.m. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she said some other uh, topics, which we will actually get to because they look fun. And then um, also we I thought, you know, that your last text about how, why is it actually so hard to change your body ties in kind of nicely to motivation. So yeah. we're going to have a general discussion around motivation. I like it. I like it. That's that that works. So my first question to you <laughs> when you came up with this early this morning. Oh my goodness, my dog is trying to eat the tea. That's not good. <laughs> um unless you want to make me Dory a cup wants of tea. to dish too, right? I wanna, okay. wanna spill the tea. So anyway, uh, my question to you was what got you thinking about like life getting in the way and getting, you know, off track and trying to get back on track? Is it something that you're thinking about personally or just an idea that was like, ding, light bulb? I think it's both. I've definitely had, I mean, for the same reasons as you, birthday weekends, since we are all friends, having two hubby birthdays in one month means, and actually both of them, it was like three day, three to four day things for both of them this year. Um, So I don't know. I feel like September for me has been a month of like really... uh, taking that whole 80-20 out for a spin. Like, if you're good 80% of the time, you know, is the other 20% okay if you kind of mess up? And um, I usually take off Saturdays, like one day a week from tracking macros. And this month, I feel like every weekend, it was more like, oh, I'll take off Sunday too. And then, I was going to ask you, did you track everything? No, no. I mean, I, I, I sort of attempted on a couple of the days, and then I realized, you know what, like this is, these are those times where you probably should just enjoy life and not stress about it i wanted um, to break out into that song from frozen let it is it let it go <laughs> let it be no let it go let, let it, go. it yeah. i thought let it be is the beatles let it be is the beatles okay <laughs> showing your age <laughs> let okay. it be technically speaking i yeah i'm not even I mean, sure i've seen too. frozen all the way through but i believe let it go is the, the song. It's a modern version of let it be <laughs> sung by Yes, so I I feel like I have had that song then as my mantra for a number of times this weekend. And I did. I mean, I had, yeah, I've had conversations with other people similarly about just like, I don't know, back to school time. Everyone's busy. This seems to be the time where, the time of year where a lot of people have lots of excuses to like 
You know, I also it's find like the opposite of January where everyone gets highly super motivated. motivated. I also find that when it starts to get darker, and you notice it a little bit in August, and then like by the end of September, all of a sudden you're like, "Holy crap!" It's dark in the morning and it's dark in the yes. evening, and and people kind of naturally sort of it's like you feeding yourself up ready for hibernation yeah. and like yeah. you want to eat more stuff and you feel like you have less energy i mean like, our our listeners can't see you right now but you basically look like what you just described you're oh, wearing I'm leggings a sweatshirt hobo. you have a, a fluffy robe on over it you like you are like cozy <laughs> up as if it's say, like the middle of winter well like sometimes um like i have a wonky thermostat like i cannot control my body temperature very well and sometimes when I've worked out really hard and my body is just kind of still in recovery mode, um, I get really cold and I can't warm up. Okay. And I got really, there really cold go. in between my workouts today. And then I got home and I was like, I think I'm good. And then I was like, no, I'm, I'm like freezing. cold to the core. That's why I had to leave England. Damp cold. <laughs> damp cold. Just Yeah, that's true. <laughs> damp well, cold at my age. I mean, it's kind of damp here in Santa Barbara. That's true. But um, yes. yes, but you're right. It's, it is. It got dark today for some reason. It probably because I don't usually go to the gym in the evening, and I did tonight. And walking out the door and being like, "Wait, it's dark!" Like I have to turn my headlights on to go home after just the six o'clock class. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is that time." So of yeah, year. like I coached, uh, I coach Monday morning, so I'm at the gym by five thirty, and it's still dark until the six a.m. class is at least halfway through. Right. And so I got to the gym in the dark, and then I went back for my own workouts, and I left the gym in the dark, and was like, yeah. oh boy. And like I naturally, I never used to pay that much attention, but like now I work with nutrition clients, and I definitely notice a shift right around this kind of time of year. Where, oh, interesting. I mean, even though we live in a place where there's not a whole heck of a lot of difference between the weather and summer, fall, spring, winter, it's all True. kind of the same, but... Here, the last few days, it has been definitely grayer and cooler yeah. than it has been for a long time. Yeah, fall which is sort of weird. kind of kicking in. Um, so I definitely noticed that people trend towards certain kinds of food when it feels like right. winter is coming. Well, it's pumpkin spice season. I mean, you Have know. you gone down that rabbit hole? No, I actually, I really don't. I mean, I don't. I love the pumpkin pie perfect bars. And the pumpkin pie no cow bars that come out seasonally around here, like around this time. But I've I've never been in, like pumpkin spice lattes, that whole thing. I, I think they're gross. I love the sound of it, but I don't like any kind Every of Every time milk, I taste so it, I'm like, mm, yeah, no, it's not. Pumpkin not bread. Okay. Oh, crap. I You're did right. actually. Pumpkin bread is good. I stole big time in Trader Joe's the other day in the pumpkin section. Oh, you're right. And pumpkin I was like, bread is Oof, really good. I'm tempted. I'm so and I mean, tempted. I do like pumpkin pie. Like, this is, this is that time of year where. It's, you know, Thanksgiving is one of those few holidays where I actually really do like the pie that is traditionally associated with that. Um, so I always have to look out for vegan pumpkin pie because I can't do the dairy. And it's always super fun to go to, like, the bougier end of grocery stores mm -hmm. and find their vegan pumpkin pie and then do a taste test. Mm -hmm. I still think Whole Foods is in the lead. Oh, my gosh. We have to do that this year. Mm -hmm. Let's do a vegan pumpkin pie because I'm, I mean... I'm fine with dairy, but I, I'm always all about trying vegan desserts. And so, okay, I feel like the way this conversation is going, we're, we're definitely proving our point that this is a time of year <laughs> that is difficult. Um, and I mean, I don't know, I was thinking it's like January, everyone is super motivated because that's like New Year's resolution time. And that's New Year's resolutions are kind of, well, I'm sure we'll talk about those in a few months about <laughs> how that affects our psyches. But and then leading up to summer, people are probably motivated by, oh, it's getting hotter. Bikini be buddy. More. Hot girl summer, whatever that shit means. Um, I was all about strong girl summer this summer. This That was a nice reframe. But yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe back to school fall time. The only motivation is like cozy clothes and sweaters and I think that's, gearing up for the holidays. So That's a big part of like, okay... But the, I no, definitely noticed, like, now, okay, we can start wearing sweaters or maybe jackets, and we don't, there's less likelihood of prancing around in a bikini or small shorts or stuff, and, you know, we can cover up those lumps and bumps in the gym with our long leggings rather than the booty shorts. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, less pressure, I guess, that people put on themselves yeah. to, like, try and be strict. And, you know, 
out comes the pumpkin spice season and then we yeah. roll straight into thanksgiving and it's really easy to kind of board this train of like ah oh, well fuck it whatever right next yeah you know well it thanksgiving we, through thanksgiving and then we've got like parties and stuff holidays and like seasonal parties and festivities and all of that stuff um so that's kind of like that sort of wraps in nicely to your the first part that I read out of your text earlier of like, you know, once you start on that train, right? How do you stop, or do you just board it and ride it through till you get to your January New Year's yeah. resolution? Because I think that's what a lot of people do. Yeah, I mean, it's really easy to get out of good habits and kind of just slide into less good habits or. And, like, I mean, certainly for September, like we said, I mean, we're not quite out of it. We're almost out of September. By the time this is released, it'll be the last yeah, day of September. Yeah, last day of September. Almost every weekend has been a fairly reasonable send in terms of, like, alcohol consumption and, like, food and eating out a the lot eating, more. Yeah. Or eating out is the toughest part. Birthday like, cakes. try to be good, but you can't, you know, restaurant food is so... It's hard to predict. It's hard to track. It's hard to... So when you've had your, um, like, weekends or, like, certainly Saturdays, maybe Saturdays and Sundays of not tracking your food, have you had any, like, crisis of confidence? Been like, I'm good with this, I'm good with this, and then two days later, I'm not good, I feel bad, what have I done to myself? Did I just undo all my hard work? I mean, this is, you know, no, I have to admit, I still always have those crises, right? Like... I know in my head that I'm not, two days is not going to undo a year's worth of work. Two days isn't going to undo two months worth of work, but it is kind of hard. Like, like it's only in the past month or two where I have seen Sundays become non-tracking days too. Like that, that's where I see it. It's like, Saturdays were always like, oh, it's it's good, it's healthy to have one day a week off from tracking. I'm in a maintenance phase, so it's not as important. You know, I'm very well fed and very happy and feeling strong and great. Um, so it was more of a mental health break on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But now the last few weekends, I've sort of seen like Sunday is more like it's just not you know it's not just a mental health break anymore. More it's like you know it's a little bit like ah oh, fuck it like. Maybe I'll just take advantage take of like eating some, off. yeah. And you know, even that, it's just five days, two days, you know. 80, 20? It's, yeah, you know. But that said. So what I do mean, you notice yeah. if you don't track on a Sunday? What do you notice differently about how you eat than if you were tracking on a Sunday? Um. Well, I mean, I think... It's kind of happened lately because I've had like events or things on Sundays. So like last Sunday, it was a baby shower and I started the day pretty good. I like I ate a really good breakfast. I had protein snacks with me and stuff like that. But then we get to the baby shower and there's like, you know, like French toast egg cups. Have you ever had those? No, but I need them in my life. You know, so I was like, oh, that's cool. Not this a clue is... how much macros are in that, but it's delicious. And then you want two of them. And then there's cupcakes. And then there's burrito egg cups. Have you ever had burrito cups? No. Yeah, my friend who put on this baby shower is, is quite, quite good in the kitchen <laughs> with, like, the amazing, tasty, comfort food, not super healthy snacks. So, so right, it was more like I wasn't just at home thinking, ah, fuck it, I'll just, like, eat what I want. I was at an event, and I was like, well, this is all delicious. I'm just going to go for it, Um, you know, sort of with a little voice in my head being like, well, this is going to be a lot more carbs and a lot more fats and not enough protein, right? Like, I I know enough to know that, but... Do you ever find yourself, um, if you do kind of have a day of like, okay, I'm at an event, I'm not, I have no clue what is in this stuff, so there's really no point wasting my time. Just going to let it go. Um, Do you ever find yourself going, like, overboard, like the kid that is never allowed to have sweets when they're little and they go to a friend's house who has sweets and then they're, like, going too much? (laughs) I mean, it's rare, like, because I don't, luckily I don't have, like, a crazy sweet tooth, so it's more likely that I'd, 
I don't know, binge on like a cheese plate or like throwing a headstand into the <laughs> right? cheese plate. I don't know. Um, Look away, I'm busy. but it is kind of because because later that day, um, so we were at the I done good well in the morning. Went to the baby shower. Then we were like running errands, and the the gift, the shower gift at the end of the baby shower was a a plant and these like two packs of gummy bears. Oh. Um, like, you know, I don't know. Wait, so like you gummy bears, go to the like... baby shower with gifts for a baby and then you leave with gifts yes. for showing up. Yeah, it's kind of like party favors, right? Like, you, oh. you know. Um, yes, but exactly. You're sort of, you give them more expensive <laughs> gifts. They give you reason like a, probably a, a less baby. expensive gift that's, you know, that's just a gesture of thanks for coming. So it was this cute little plant that now I have to keep alive. It's kind of like having a kid, you know, right? Got to keep it alive. But then there were gummy bears. And as we were going home from errands later that day, I totally did. I looked at those bags of gummy bears and was like, I should eat those today. Because if today's the day off, I should just get in all this crap that I wouldn't normally eat now. So I ate the gummy bears. I don't, I don't know if I Were they even, good? I mean, they were. They were Everyone tasty, raves like, about gummy bears. I had like zero I mean, interest I'm, in I gummy know. bears. I, you know, I actually only really love them when I'm backpacking. When I'm like hiking with a heavy pack on my back for ten hours a day, gummy bears are a great stuff. Do they have but that's the jelly babies in America. Um, no, but I, I've had those. In, we have them in Canada. Jelly babies are way superior to gummy bears. Yeah, I don't. I've never seen them here. I don't know if we could find some jelly babies. here. I mean, I don't think I'd even like to eat them now because, like, jelly sweets is just like. Yeah. I don't. It's not even me thinking like, oh, I don't want to waste calories on this. I just, it's just like. Yeah, Weird to they're me. an acquired. I mean, people either love jelly candy or they hate it. Like right? I was gonna but... have something sweet. I want like a piece of cake, or yeah. pie. Like I don't want just like candy, pigs hoofs and sugar. You know. Yes, and that's true. Luckily, I don't eat the ones that are made out of hooves anymore. But because there's vegan, there's gelatin-free vegan gummy bears you can get. But yeah, but it is weird because I definitely I was like, yeah, it was the slippery slope of like. Well, I've already had French toast bites, burrito cups, mimosas, and, oh, and a d- delightful chocolate lavender cupcake. That was amazing. Oh. Um, right? So at that point, it's like, well, let's add gummy bears to that mix, and then I'll start over on Monday. <laughs> and then how did you feel come Monday? Well... Were you like, I'm so ready to get back, and it was Monday, like, your January 1st? Oh, it was Monday. You're like, dang it! I, now I really want to have another cupcake and I yeah. want a French toast egg muffin thing. I mean, I did think of how great the French toast thing would be if I could make it at home, because then I would know how many macros in it were in it, and then I could just actually factor it in for Do real. Do you think it would be but as enjoyable? Probably though, not. Knowing no. it's no. like restaurants that put all the calories on the menu, and you're just like, good lord, you just ruined that. Totally for ruined me. it. Yeah. I don't know how people <laughs> buy anything at like starbucks once they started putting the calories once you found out that one of those tiny little slices of lemon bread has that much like i don't know how they sell food anymore once you tell people how many calories like well i mean i think like something like starbucks given that some of their drinks are hundreds upon hundreds of calories i don't think a lot of people care no clearly people got over that um i never did though like literally when starbucks started putting it's calorie counts on like the really weird ones, like the frappuccinos, the ones that like aren't really coffee. They're more just like sugary drinks. Like the unicorn drink. Yeah, yeah that one that had like zero coffee in it. They weren't even pretending to be coffee. Like um, cream. When they started putting calories on those drinks is literally probably the last time I ever bought a blended or like weird Starbucks drink. Now I just, if I go to Starbucks, which isn't terribly often, it's like an Americano. Yeah. It is weird, like... I remember my first experience of seeing calories on a menu was in TGI Fridays oh. in England. Oh, God. And I was looking at the salads <laughs> before I knew anything about nutrition. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll have a salad because I was feeling quote unquote healthy. And I was like, okay, cool. Lettuce and some stuff. And then I got to like the calorie part and it was just like, it was... 1800 calories in a salad in a salad in a salad and i was just like the heck (laughs) and i was like well that's that's a turn off because even then like you still kind of have like oh you should eat around 2000 calories a day and i was like this this measly salad which is full of candied nuts and the dressing vinaigrette and yeah 
like probably bread from Subway that's got more sugar in it than bread should ever have. And oh, yeah. It was just, and I looked around the room and I'm like, wow, if you came to this restaurant, as many people do, maybe shared some appetizers, probably of the deep fried mm-hmm. variety, mm-hmm. perhaps you drink a Coca-Cola or yep. have a beer and then you have, have yourself a, a healthy salad and then maybe you get one of like the cookie skillet things for the table. You oh, probably have like 4,000 calories by the time At I least. Left. I mean, I, so I think it was, what restaurant? Used to have um, the onion blossom or like, you ever heard onion of that? Onion blossom. So I think no. it was like Outback Steakhouse, the Bloomin' Onion. Anyway, I just remember ads for it. And it was it's basically like the world's largest onion. Mm-hmm. And then they chop it up so that it kind of falls apart like a like little spears coming up all over and then kind of comes apart like a like a big flower or something. But then it's battered and deep fried. So you basically end up with this like huge mass of like kind of onion ring. They're not onion rings, they're just onion spears. Oh. Um and they had to put calories on their menu and like the bloom and onion um like it had something like 4800 calories <gasps> and that's like an appetizer that people would share between two or three people before they ate their meal i could only imagine that that would be digestively just, awkward yeah because right to get an onion which what i mean onions a whole onion probably has what 30 calories yeah if that um so to get an onion to carry that many calories, it's got to be just oil. Oh, yeah. Like, fat's the only thing that is that calorically dense. Like, it's... Remember <laughs> so I'm a while sure ago, you we were, were not we were happy tr- after eating that. Where were we when we were trying to figure out if it would be possible to consume a million calories? Mm. Like, how many, like, sticks of butter you'd have to yeah. eat? Or, like, bottles of olive oil you'd have to drink? It was gross. You would, uh, yeah. You would I'm not gonna so go sick. there. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> anyway, wait. How do we get on that disgusting uh, list? Of sort of like, get, like once you start, like once you board the train and it's rolling yeah. down the hill. Yeah. Like, how do you? I mean, for me personally, so like I'm not tracking anything right now. I have sort of. I guess I have like a just a, a mental note of what I'm eating. Yeah. Like I'm not going. Oh, well, I need six more grams of protein today before I can go to bed. I'm just kind of yeah. like, okay, I've eaten this, this, and this. That's going to be approximately this. Cool. Sweet. Um, so, like, recently, obviously, like we said, there's been a lot more alcohol. Alcohol tends to be my biggest vice, the thing that probably is, like, yeah. the biggest caloric addition. Because I don't do dairy. I don't like fried yeah. food. I don't you eat a lot of You can't fat. do a keg stand so, with a cheese plate like I No, I do not do it. <laughs> Kickstand cheese plate situation. <laughs> that would be messy for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, so, uh, actually, I did eat fries on Friday night after work at number oh, two. Because yeah. yes. I was just, like, yes. super hungry. Those and fries were good. But but I, I did give half of them to Jeff because I, I was didn't like, like save me for myself. I would It reminded me. But it, it actually reminded me, like, why I don't ever really eat them. Because the first, like, the first, when they first hit your tongue, like, that taste was kind of like, ooh. This mm. is fun, um, especially because it's not a taste I get a lot these days. But then by the time you've swallowed it and you kind of get that deep fryer oil taste, mm-hmm. I find it really gross and off-putting. Yeah. And then like 20 minutes after I've eaten them, I'm freaking starving again. So it's like, oh, that didn't work at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're a bit of an anomaly there. Like I liked every single moment of every single one that I ate until yeah, I decided no. to give the rest of the bowl to Jeff. But um, I mean, they weren't like barf inducing grotesque like some things like i ate them all so they clearly weren't that bad but i wasn't sitting there going oh damn i need more of these in my life why do i always (laughs) say no to fries i think my body just really likes them because they're salty right like we had done a tough workout it was pretty hot and sweaty and you know i feel like that's when i crave french fries is like the saltiness too but but like so the alcohol part for me is i don't have a particular sweet tooth apart from maybe a day or two out of the month where hormones dictate mm-hmm. that I might want to eat some more dark chocolate. So like, for me, 
it's really easy to go like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to be drinking today, so whatever, we'll have a few drinks, and then, you know, like, next day of the weekend, we'll have a few more drinks, then, like, Sunday, yesterday, I was like, I don't really need to drink for a few days, but there was still wine left in a bottle, and I was like, I can't see that go to waste, so I had a little glass of wine, and... The first couple of sips, I was like, I don't need this. And then, like, like you got the little buzz. I'm like, ooh. Oh, but this is I can have another one. Luckily, there was no more. And, like, this evening, I walked in and I was like, I definitely don't need to have any wine. Because between my workouts today, um, I, like, tanked really hard after the first one. So, we went to the grocery store and, like, bought some sugary stuff to feel good enough to lift weights. And so, I was like, yeah, I really don't need... I need to stick to my guns here and not drink wine. Just because, yeah. like, I don't need... The extra calories, I feel like I've had plenty, and I've definitely drunk enough, and it's good for the liver. So, but like, <laughs> the thought of coming here, like you were coming over, we're gonna do a podcast, you know, had a long ass day at work and at the gym and stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, I could just open a bottle of wine, and I was yeah. like, this close, no one can see me through this, but I'm doing small <laughs> distances between my thumb and finger. <laughs> But I was super close to just throwing caution to the wind and going to heck with it. I'm going to open a bottle of wine. Yeah. Which then we would either have drunk during the course of this podcast and finished, mm-hmm. or it's then open so that tomorrow I'm like, well, it's open. I don't want to waste the wine, yeah. so I'll have another glass of wine tomorrow. And then that... maybe Wednesday, and then you get to Wednesday, and you're like, well, it's hump day, so let's keep going. So for yeah. me, like, if I board that train, and I'm not an alcoholic, I just want to Put that out. <laughs> I'm perfectly okay to go without wine, like right now. Um, but I have to really put into practice, like, noticing and naming. So kind of like noticing, right. like, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm getting the urge to drink wine because the last few days there's been celebrations and mm-hmm. wine has been flowing. And it doesn't need to every night of the week, Hannah, because otherwise, you know, by the time it gets to December, it probably will be every night of the week because... Festive season. Right. We're going to be wearing cuddly robes and sweaters and watching Christmas, watching Christmas movies, movies and, and drinking wine. And... <laughs> so for me, like to stop going myself, going down that rabbit hole of like wine every night, it really is just a case of like, notice it, name it, and remind myself like, okay, sure. Yeah. I would very much love the taste of a juicy Pinot Noir right now, <laughs> but... I had a really crappy night's sleep last night, and I really want to sleep well tonight because I'm definitely like still slightly under recovered. Hence, sitting here in a robe when yes, it's not that yes, cold. Yes, your body is. And yeah. I, but I can't warm up. I don't need to put the wine in, and I don't need to make myself feel crappy. And if I can get through Monday night without having a glass of wine, then Tuesday is easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually noticed yesterday I had a bottle of wine in the fridge that I had opened like I don't know, well over a week ago. Totally forgot about it. Because, like, that's the trickiest thing, right? If you don't have someone to share wine with, it does. It sits on the counter open, and then you see it, and you're like, well, i got to drink it before it gets bad. Uh, but this was a bottle of white wine, so I put it in the fridge and then completely forgot about it because I haven't been drinking at home much. But mm-hmm. then on the weekends, it's like you're out and drinking, and so that's a whole different animal. But um, I really like what you said Because I feel like without realizing it until you just said that, that's how I get out of these cycles is like the noticing and the naming, Mm -hmm. right? Like just being aware, like, yes, this is a celebratory day. That is why I'm doing this and I'm fine with it. Um, But even just pointing that out makes it easier to transition back to a different kind of day, like a regular, like a Monday where I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to wake up and get back into my old routine. So they did this study, the whole note using putting noticing and naming into practice. They did this study in Japan among people who worked on like their super high speed train line. Oh, okay. And they there'd been some accidents um I, I think mostly when trains were pulling in and out of stations. So they started to implement like calling out oh, yeah. every single procedure entering us entering the station before the train like opens any doors once people have boarded before it closes and then like calling out step by step everything like noticing everything there's like a yeah. list of things there's a procedural list and then like anything even vaguely that's not on that list gets like called out and named 
and they reduced their rate of accidents by something like 85%. Yeah, like it was like they, they would say things like, platform clear, mm-hmm. and they would say it out loud if the platform was clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of a similar thing where you can catch yourself, and it sound, sounds so silly, but like I literally said it out loud to myself today, I don't need a glass of wine. Like I noticed right. that I was yeah, like, yeah, I've got yeah, an urge, okay. urge for a glass of wine, and it's like, call it out. And give yourself a moment to think, because then I'm not just going, oh, I need a glass of wine, I'm tired, it's been a long day, to hell with it. Right. I'm going to mindlessly open my bottle of wine, and I'm reacting to like a long day, a long sort of tiring day. Yeah, Rather the than focus giving stays myself, on the day. Yeah, when you, you like that. notice and name something, you kind of give yourself a pause to be able to choose a response, rather than just going like, oh, long day equals wine needed. And mm. that's kind of programmed into your habit loop. I feel like that is programmed into my habit loop, right? I mean, that was the toughest thing about the pandemic last year was being like, the day of working at home is not over until I open a bottle of wine in the same room as I've been working all day. <laughs> huh. Okay, where is that story from? I feel like I have also read that story about the Japanese train conductors. Um, that was... Was it Atomic uh, it, Habits? It may be featured in there. Um, okay. It was, it was in something I was um, studying the other day in my PN level two. I mean, I'm so. sure it's a very cool story. That yeah. I, could, I can see it being mentioned in a lot of... Yeah. I mean, it's, that's... that's... We're, always, we're always like on this kind of... What do you call those things in airports where you stand on them and you walk and they're moving and it makes you walk faster? I think they just call them a moving walkway. So I feel like most they have of them us... In, they have like moving sidewalks. Um in some cities that are like that we're on a conveyor belt conveyor belt there we go so everybody's kind of like on this conveyor belt like constantly moving 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 pressure should should be like this should do that and if you can learn to put in these brief little pauses every now and again to be like oh wait yeah no i don't actually need to do that or oh look at me go i'm about to just behave in a certain way just because that's what i'm used to doing let's try going right at the traffic lights instead of left at the traffic lights. See what happens. Like, I will go to bed tonight being like, well, I'm not riding a nice little bus, but I'm going to sleep just fine and I'm going to be grateful for it. And I'm going to wake up tomorrow and there'll be another day that I also don't need to open my bottle of wine. (laughs) But I may because there is no, like, shoulds in my life. Yeah, yeah. Right now. And I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I... uh... Just for full disclosure to our listeners, I am drinking wine right now um, because there was a bottle. It's a good temptation open. resistance for me. Yeah, uh, but it's a kind that Hannah doesn't like. So she wasn't tempted by this open bottle um, that her husband offered me a glass of. So I had the macros to have some and I was like, I'll have a small glass. And it is. It's a small glass. It's a Christmas glass, which makes me happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like having this glass of wine is like it, it it feels fine and normal right because like I already got back on track today and I'm tracking fine and um so I kind of like having the opportunity to incorporate some of the treats like wine and stuff like that even though I am counting macros I mean I know you're not and so that's why you you can you don't have to count the wine you just think about it but then maybe in some ways like so in some ways, like, the counting might restrict you from, like, having the wine, but in some ways it can also make you feel okay about having the wine if you're like, actually, oh, yeah. I've got some got some room left. I literally told you. I mean, I was like, actually, I've got the macros for this. Sure, I'll have a glass right now. Um, Whereas I'm basically cool. going, I probably would be having a glass of wine if it wasn't for, like, the two macaroons and one other sugary thing yeah. that I had before. And I was like... That's enough sugar for me today. I think I'm good. I just yeah. made myself feel sick for an hour. That's <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Like I can't, I cannot do like wine with dessert, or God forbid, dessert wine, um, which is yeah a combination. But but yes, I have not had really any sugar stuff today. So this does. It's nice. Sip on a little wine during the podcast. But so. Um, if you didn't track, say you had a weekend, you didn't track Saturday, you went to hell with it, didn't track Sunday, woke up Monday like, you know what? I don't feel like tracking today, but I, I feel like just, you know, doing the things that make me feel good. 
would you put the app down and cruise through a day of like, we know how to eat, let's do this without the app? You know, I, that's an interesting question because I definitely have not felt like I'm there yet with like intuitive eating or like, like I just, I feel like I still need the structure of accountability because honestly, I think what has kept me from ever letting Monday also be a day off is that my check-in to my nutrition coach is due on Tuesday morning. So she knows I generally take Saturdays off. She's probably noticed that I've also taken Sundays off <laughs> lately. Um, but since it's Tuesday morning, like I always have that extra motivation on Monday to get back on track, so to speak, because I'm about to be accountable to someone. And so that's why I, that's why I also kind of know that that confirms for me that I don't feel ready for intuitive eating because like I like the structure of accountability. So having, right, that's why, that's mostly I think why people get a coach, right? Mm -hmm. They want motivation and they need accountability. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I've never allowed it to extend to Monday and I think it's probably just because of that, not because of anything I've done, like. But your coach wouldn't judge you though, if you're like, you know what, I had a day off. No, she probably wouldn't. She'd be like, cool, you haven't taken a whole week off in a long time. You could do that. Um, yes, I mean, she's a very, yeah, I mean, you know, she's, she's very much a, a coach like you who's like. This is all about your mental health, too. This is like, you know, crazy strict starvation diets do not work. So, or don't work in the long term. Um, so, yeah, you're right. She'd be fine with it. But for me, it's like that external motivation or accountability is what keeps me kind of back. Get back to that. Don't want your grades to drop. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm a straight A <laughs> student. Like, it's like, I can't get a no yeah. rep <laughs> oh my for goodness. not showing up. Yeah, kind of. I mean, gosh. I mean, it's still driving me absolutely nuts that I got my CrossFit L1 and I passed the test, but I don't know actually what my score was on the test. I'm having a hard time with that still. That's funny. (laughs) I just want to know which which answers I got wrong so I can learn the right answer. But that's just me. That's just me. That's why. So thinking about... Motivation, and I'm now going to move towards your second, well, the last text oh, that you sent that, this the other morning, text. amalgamate yeah. the two, was yeah. I seem to spend a lot of time using the word patience yeah. when I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, we've said this so many times, that human beings are so very different that for some people, they might get themselves a nutrition coach or start on a like diet from somewhere, some plan, whatever it is, and see really quick results. Um, and they may get to where they want to be like in a couple of months. And then other people, it can seem to take a lifetime, which could also kind of be like boarding that train of like, well, nothing's really happening. Why mm. should I hang in there and spend my life weighing and measuring stuff and maybe not indulging while other people around me are so I mean what is your thoughts on like being told to trust the process is that like the most infuriating phrase ever do you want to punch the person in the face who says that (laughs) I want to punch myself sometimes when I say it (laughs) oh gosh I think that's tricky because you're right I mean trust the process it's um it's definitely true, right? Like whether or not you want to punch the person who says it doesn't negate the fact that it is true, right? I mean, all of the stuff that you do as a nutrition coach, hopefully a lot of this, you know, the stuff that we talk about and the stuff that we do ourselves is very much rooted in science and, and you know, demonstrated, replicable, you know, stuff, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so trusting the process is probably one of the hardest things to do. I believe in the process, but I think trusting it is probably one of the things I struggle with the most. 
And then enjoying the process is also, right, like embracing the process of it. That's more what I'm trying to get my head around. Because um, then that helps with like the times when you, I don't know, the scale moves in the different direction or your performance suffers and is different, you know, to acknowledge like, oh, that's just this phase that I'm in. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I want to punch people in the face, but I definitely have to like have a conversation with myself about trusting the process to like can remind myself why it's true. Have you ever had like this conversation with your coach? You've been like, so how exactly is this gosh darn process meant to be working you know, right now? You know, I haven't, and but I have been tempted to. I probably should. Like, I think I, I think I've mentioned this before that I'm on like a kind of a condensed nutrition coaching. Like it's their cheapest plan because like I don't need a ton of guidance on actually weighing my food or choosing healthy options. Like I've I've got enough dialed in where. I kind of just want the accountability, so I pay a lot less. And I think what comes along with that is a a bit less responsiveness from the coach, Mm -hmm. right? Like the condensed coaches just have more clients, so they spend less time on each client. Um, So sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm not paying her enough to have those conversations, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, you know this as a coach. Like, I'm sure lots of people kind of ask you advice all the time. And if you give them advice and give them more advice, at some point you're just like, um, you should probably start paying me for this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, so it's like, I don't want to overstep with like, okay, I chose to pay far less than other people so that, you know, just to get the structure that I want. Um, but it is interesting. Like, you know, I, I it would be an interesting question to ask her because right now we're actually about three weeks later than when I, I thought I was supposed to start a cut. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't, like, done it yet. <laughs> she hasn't changed my macros yet. And I was like, oh, I was like, I thought we were doing this thing. And so I probably should ask her. Since we're at a point in the process where we're kind of switching, I kind of, I should try to understand her her side of the process more. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You kind of, it's, it's easy to throw that phrase out as a coach. Like, trust the process. Like, don't worry, like it's, it'll be like three years and then a magic will happen. Right, three years. I mean, that would make me want to punch someone if they actually said it's like, yep, you just have to do this little thing every day for three years. And I always wonder like when I'm telling people, you know, especially when, you, I always find it really important when you're onboarding somebody new mm-hmm. to be like, I am not a magician. Yeah. I have no magic wand. I have no magic formula. If I did, I'd be a billionaire. Yeah. And we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. And like how quickly your body may respond to it. There's so many factors. Yeah. And it's like for some people, you know, they can jump on it and just dial it in. And they've got bodies that are functioning as they should. And things can happen reasonably quickly. But other people, there's things going on where it's like, we have a lot of things we might need to fix yeah. before we can even begin to think about trying to change a body composition. And that's the one that always kind of gets that sort of slight look of fear and, oh no, this is not what I want. Right. Like, I didn't like, sign up for you to fix other parts what? of me. I just signed up to lose some weight and like... But like, yeah. it's always fun... When, you know, when someone does follow along and, it, you know, is, is ready, willing, and able, because um, that's what we've talked about before, that's super important, and is in a place where they can sort of follow whatever mm-hmm. plan you're trying to prescribe them reasonably accurately. Yeah. Um, and, you know, their body responds to it, you know, in the kind of time frame that you're like, this is, you know, for most people, I'm like, I really wouldn't expect a whole hell of a lot to happen in the first six weeks, maybe the initial drop on the scale, you pee out some water weight or whatever. Right, depending on how but you like, change your diet. Yeah, You may have an initial change, and then you're probably going to stabilize for a little bit. If for no other reason, it just takes a little bit for you to actually accurately be able to track food and drink yeah. and, and do it 
consistently enough to make a change. But for some people, you know, it is like, I've definitely had people kind of be like, when's it going to happen? Like, what's going on? And for some of those people, there is stuff going on, but they've been going, they've been paying attention to just one piece of data, like a scale weight, which can maybe stay the same while your body is busy changing completely because of changes in like muscle mass and fat mass. I asked that question for... I mean, weekly for at least the first six months of nutrition coaching. Why Why isn't anything happening? Like, and now I look back and I look at all the various data points and things I could have looked at, like, to see things were happening. But yes, that is like... And for some people, question. like, trying to explain to people that, okay, you've been eating 1,200 calories a day for three years. Your resting metabolic rate is actually, like... 1350 and now you want to eat you're wondering why you you can't lose weight and you're actually maybe even gaining body fat it's like well it's probably gonna take us months to reset your metabolism and get it working again to get to a point where you actually can lose weight without starving and you know ending up in the hospital in a really bad way but trying to tell somebody they've got to eat more Yep. potentially see the scale go up for a little while before they're in a position where it can start to come down. It's like, I remember when I first learned about that concept and I was like, what in God's name are you talking about? And how on earth am I ever going to sell this concept to somebody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like for y'all as coaches because just a thousand percent, like I kind of I'd heard people say that before but until last year when I started with a nutrition coach who the first thing they did was up my calories and then I started like I mean I never I really didn't believe it until I saw it happen with my own body that I started increasing the amount of calories I ate and that's what made the scale start dropping like, and I work and I mean that's definitely where an element where you have to put your trust in yeah um, I work with somebody right now who um, about, I think probably around May, was eating 1,600 calories a day. Um, he's he's a male mm-hmm. and pretty tall. so that's, Damn, yeah, that's not much. It's not a whole lot. And I was like, okay, you don't eat enough. And he initially, he was kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. but if I eat more, then I'm just going to gain body fat. And his goal was to... To lose body fat and try and build muscle mass. And I yeah. was, sort of did a bit of explanation about, you know, building muscle mass is also really hard to do. And it's a slow process. You're not going to just suddenly turn into, I don't know why Brad Pitt from Thelma and Louise is just, that oh, was a beautiful body. the OG Brad Pitt. Yeah, the OG wait, Brad Pitt. Wait, Thelma and Louise is what comes up? That, oh, I think Brad Pitt in Fight Club. If you were going to talk about the best okay, Brad well, Pitt's that body too. is ever... That's, that too. I mean, just Brad Pitt. Shout out to know. Brad Pitt's body. I'm not... Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> he is now eating... He started at like mid-20s in body fat percentage. He's now eating close to... I think we're like 23, 24. We're still okay. going up. And he's lost 10% body fat. Right? Yeah, I mean... While maintaining muscle mass. We haven't yet got to. He's now super eager, like, wants to build the muscle mass. Yeah, yeah. We haven't yet even found maintenance. And we're doing it slowly. Yeah. And then when we find maintenance, we'll sit there for a little bit. And then if you actually want to start building muscle mass, then we've got even more eating to do. Yeah. I think that's the tough part, is, like, you really do have to believe in... You really have to believe in this before you even kind of get started right you have to believe in nutritional research and science Mm -hmm. and i think that's what's hard is like people most people because diet culture is such a you know pervasive thing in culture they don't they don't think about it as science right like they think about it as like oh you there's a magazine at the checkout and it says lose 10 pounds in 10 days right and it's like some 
it doesn't even matter what it actually tells you to do, but that's the culture. It's just like, oh, you can do lots of things in 10 days and 30 days and all this. Um, and all those magazines I always remember reading, like not a single one ever talked about actual science about metabolism, about caloric intake, about how your body uses fuel, builds muscle, resting, you know, metabolic rates. I mean, that was never a thing. And sure, for person A, it may be possible. Person B may have like some kind of thyroid issue, Hashimoto's, maybe they have polycystic ovary syndrome, like maybe they're on medication or they're diabetic or they have sleep apnea or something like that. And in which case, what that magazine says is complete BS. Right, exactly. I mean that, and chances are good that the, whoever is pictured in that article also never did any of what they achieved in 30 days or yeah and it's also like, like you know if, if that if you're looking at a 30 year old female versus a 50 year old female mm-hmm. there's another whole world of differences that are going to be taken into consideration there and like is that person if it's a sort of diet where like eat 800 calories and you'll lose your 10 pounds but like 800 calories of what because yes. yeah 800 calories of like donuts is going to be used differently by your body than 800 calories worth of broccoli. Would you like that? Would you like to eat 800 calories? I know. I knew you were going to say broccoli after donuts. I was like, she's going to say broccoli next. Everyone just wait for it. I feel like even me Mm. may struggle with 800 calories. 800 calories of broccoli. I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of broccoli. That's a lot of fiber, but I would try it. (laughs) (laughs) And I also think like for, you know, thinking about like clients who go to nutrition coaches and you mentioned like looking for some motivation too, is that, you know, as much as we have this, you know, ways and means of calculating how much a person should theoretically eat to yeah. to lose weight, to maintain weight, to gain weight, that it's still a hefty element of theory. It's like you didn't sign up for your nutrition right. coach and get like a full blood work panel oh, done yeah, and yeah, like VO2 max testing and right. all sorts of different things. And like you weren't strapped up to monitors so they knew everything about your body that they possibly could to give you the most accurate thing. Yeah. And also you're tracking foods with labels that have an allowance of up to 20% inaccuracy. Yeah. I, it still freaks me out when you say that. Like the, the OCD in me is like, I, I can't accept that, but so I, that, I, I mean, like, it's true. <laughs> you can think about that the next time you want to take a day off tracking, but like, this is all inaccurate anyway. So I what know. the hell? Even your fruit that you might track different times of the season. Yeah. Whether it's like local, ripe, not so ripe. When you plug in apple, it's going to be a long way off. Oh my gosh. I, I had a bagel the other day. I had a bagel and cream cheese and it was a plain bagel. So I put the everything but the bagel seasoning on there. And I thought of a conversation you and I had had about that seasoning where it's like, oh, there's sesame seeds in there. Those have like fat and like protein. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's good that I don't bother trying to like imagine what that should add to the macro count of the whole meal. <laughs> and that's what I do when I get in a situation like that. I remind myself of the horrific up to 20% variance data and uh yeah so i mean at best unless you live in a lab like it's all guesswork anyway yeah well i think that right and that's a weird mix it's like it's totally based in like science and it's also trial and error because everybody is different right i mean that you got to hold both of those things true at the same time i think that the key factor in like finding out the magic numbers or the magic thing that's going to work for you for whatever your goals are is like consistency like yes. consistently I doing know. something long enough so you can be like for sure that is not working or okay we settled in something's happening yeah um, because it's like if you do something for a couple of weeks and you're barely really getting the hang of it and you don't have a routine and your eatings will still look kind of all over the place and you don't really understand yet what is in food or what constitutes healthy food. So you go to hell with that. I'm going to change it all up and do something different. Like you just, you don't know. Like nutrition already is so freaking confusing. Yeah. And like 
sometimes even when I'm talking about it, I'm like, I, I don't even know where people begin. Like, I don't even know how I used to eat. Right? I, I have like, no clue how I used to eat. I mean, I can't even remember. <laughs> I know a decent amount about it all, but sometimes, like, yeah, I reach overwhelm. I'm a human being, too, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, if I knew nothing about this, I, I would just probably quit before I even started trying because mm-hmm. where do you start? I mean, that's the nice thing about having a coach to help you through right. those moments. That's why people like, get right. coaches. is like, please just tell me where to start. There's an abundance yeah. of information. Here's, like, our job is to go, here's what's relevant to you and distill down into a way, like, here's what you actually need. Like, you don't mm-hmm. need a vocabulary of gigantic big science words. That's not going to help you right. lose weight because if you don't understand those gigantic big science words, they're not and really you're, gonna... you're never you're not going to be able to. You know, if I if I just gave somebody a whole bunch of academic studies on like the timing of your fat consumption or something, for most people it's probably going to be detrimental. It's not useful right. information. So like it can be distracting. It's definitely there's so much information out there, and especially now we have all Google research. You Our can find out tool. so much stuff and so many different people peddling different diets and like different celebrities pushing different supplements and all this sort of stuff. It's like, it's, it's easy to get unmotivated just thinking about that because like, oh, where yeah. do I start and where do I go? And if it's not working, what do I change? Yeah. And how often should I change it? And that's kind of where it is nice to have somebody going, Hey, be patient. Mm-hmm. I know you don't want to be patient because we're on that conveyor belt and nobody wants to be patient anymore. But you kind of sort of have to. And I feel like patience with stuff and like consistency with stuff, if you can practice little things like noticing and naming so you get yourself to be into like good habits and routines and recognizing how you might react versus respond to certain things. Like, all of these things can help you along your path and stay motivated and get you out of, like, that slippery slope. Right. It's the slippery slope. I mean, it's true. I, I think, you know, nutrition, obviously, there are lots of correlations to, like, the fitness world, too, of what you find online. And people are always like, oh, uh, high-intensity interval training is best. Oh, no, like, CrossFit is best. No, just straight, strict strength training is best for X, Y, and Z, all your different goals. And... um I feel like I'm sure lots of people say this, but I think the last time I saw it was like strength coach with a board on Instagram who just, you know, sits there with a sign Mm -hmm. um, held up. And it was just like, you know, the gist of it is always literally whatever, whatever motivates you, whatever you like enough to do consistently, do that. Mm-hmm. It might be CrossFit. CrossFit's super motivating to people because it's community based, right? Like usually it's like I go because there's someone at the gym. There's a group of people I'm working out with. Some people absolutely love like the systematic bodybuilding training, right? It's like literally the best thing you can do for your body is whatever makes you show up every day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I mean I don't know. There's there's the the patience. The patience it takes to just, like, be a consistent person, like, that's the key to motivation. And so if you do have that, you, you could be a billionaire, probably. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, during the times where you are kind of hanging out and being patient, and rather than, like, drumming your fingers, being like, come on, what's changed? And, like, yeah. checking your ass in the mirror every day, but, like, there's still six it's lumps, or down to five and a half. What's going on like, here? What, yeah. what shape is it? <laughs> it's, like, using the time when you're patient to start to be like, what is it I truly value about me? Like, what is really important? Like, what could I maybe learn? What's my freaking superpower? What does yeah. this body that I live in right now do for me that makes me awesome? Because then you learn to value something about yourself. So maybe, and it's perfectly okay, and I've definitely worked with people where, you know, a few months down the line, they're like, you know what? Actually... 10% body fat. I like the idea of it, but I don't really want it. Yeah. Like I'm sitting at maybe 18% body fat and I've learned what eating healthy food looks like. I've mm-hmm. learned what feeling good actually really means, not just a quick sugar high and then a crash. I've learned that actually if I go to bed at 9 p.m. rather than 10 p.m., 
I feel really good the next day. I've learned to notice and name my stress and stresses and can deal with it. And that's freaking spectacular. Yep. And all of these things enhances my superpower that I've always had. And I don't actually need mm-hmm. to go to 10% body fat or whatever the goal is. Because sure, it could get there, but is it going to be that much better than it is now? Or am I going to have to live a life that I don't really truly value? Yeah. And I think, I mean, honestly, like that, I think that is so beautiful. That is, that to me is like the the ideal of trusting the process or even like enjoying the process is like along the journey, you realize your goals change. Like, yeah, you might start a journey because you want visible abs or you want a certain percent body fat. But like you said, like, I feel like that is what I've experienced in the last year and a half is like, I thought I had a goal in mind and then six months into it, nine months into it, a year into it, I realized like those, what I wanted actually completely changed, right? Like that's like I switched to sort of, you know, performance goals versus aesthetic goals or whatever it ends up being. Um, Yeah. Those things end up being more important than whatever that initial goal was. You kind of put up on a pedestal. And I feel like that if you don't have, if, if you refuse to like, embrace the patience part of it the journey part of it then you miss out on the opportunity to -hmm. really figure out what it is that's going to make your soul sing like i know for me if i wanted to be 10 percent body fat by the end of the year i could be 10 percent body fat by the end yeah i just dial it in and go for it but and you also know how you what i feel what i feel deprived of (laughs) i'm i'm really working hard on learning and which is why i don't track anything right now is my primary goal is to feel good. I want to be able to go to the gym and lift heavy shit. Mm-hmm. And I want to wake up in the morning feeling awake. And I want to be able to go out for a meal. It's just started to happen for the first time in my adult 41 years. <laughs> yeah. And it's just started to happen that I can go out for a meal and enjoy it. Wow. And... Eat the freaking French fries. I might, I might not enjoy that part so much, but like, you don't have to enjoy French fries. The very fries, fact but... that I allowed myself to eat French eat French fries is pretty freaking monumental. Yeah, and it's fun, and I have like a pretty good take on like that balance point. Like I know if I feel like I've eaten too much, it's yeah. usually fat for me because I don't tolerate lots of fat that well. Or, like, if I just feel like I've drunk too much wine and I'm, like... Right. Oh, I feel toxic. Well, we've, can we've covered your out. vacation drinking where you just hit your limit. I have like my day limit. three. <laughs> <laughs> but actually taking time, investing time, not losing... Like, I, I, I've not... I've said motivation a lot. I don't know if that's the right word. But, like, just take away the time frame and enjoy the process because... There's a lot of fun shit that you learn yeah. along the way. And stuff that actually makes you a really happy person that you might, like you said, never have been aware of. Yeah. Like, would I love to be rolling around with zero cellulite and six pack? Of course. Of course. <laughs> but do I want to spend the rest of my life like being obsessed about that? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. No, thank you. I just want to be able to... And this is not me going, I'm just going to let it all go. I'm just going <laughs> to eat dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're probably not capable of that. Seven anyway, days a but... week. But tapping into what makes me feel good, recognizing like, oh, yeah, you know, I just drank alcohol four days straight. I'm perfectly okay to not drink it tonight. Stop with those wine thoughts. <laughs> you find a balance. But it's been, I mean, like my journey has been, messed myself up with food when I was 17. Yeah. It's decades of yep. trusting the process, I guess. It is, right? I mean, absolutely. And it's true. It's like you've got you've got a journey that's really different than other people's, but So I mean, going back to pumpkin spice. Ugh, pumpkin spice. You can choose to board that train and ride it downhill <laughs> till January first comes around. Or you can just undulate, you know? Yeah, that's, that's A little that's undulation true. is perfectly fine. It's not a conveyor belt. It's, uh, yeah. You're, st- you're still going to be net gains if you're like, 
loosey-goosey, tighten it up a little bit. Not yeah. wild extremes. We're not looking for that. But, you know, just little undulations. It's better than just going... We got to, like, end of September. It got dark. We got... Pu- Starbucks got pumpkin freaking spice lattes. <laughs> we put on our cozy robes and, and just drank pumpkin spice. <laughs> Baggy sweaters coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I definitely, it'll be interesting, actually, because if I do start something like a cut where I'm definitely going into a phase of a little more strict going into the holidays, that'll be interesting. We can, we can check in on that with, (laughs) with our listeners at some point. Well, there we go. What started as a text at 5.36 a.m. turned into the best part of an hour. Right? I mean, yeah. Of uh, chit-chat. Sometimes I get my best ideas at really early in the morning and hopefully in there was something useful that yes. some way was connected to what i said this podcast was going to be about <laughs> motivation but, and stuff yep so yeah that's it that's all we got for you episode 24 we'll be back again in another 10 days and uh one of we'll cover one of rachel's other texts right right we'll go back and look at my other texts i like the idea of like sort of random gadgets that are meant to Oh my gosh, oh, that was specific yeah, that areas. Was kind of a, that was kind of a fun one. And I'm not like, even sure what I meant by it. It sounds like <laughs> homemade liposuction or something weird. We'll figure it out. We'll check it out. We'll Google it and we'll get back to you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk we'll not talk to you next time. We'll talk at you next time. We'll talk at you next time. <laughs>